Hi, this is Michael Castillejos, the worship director at Trinity Grace Church Park Slope. And this is a conversation I had with Elisa Booker, the children's pastor at our church. She shares the spiritual practices that have kept her sane in the pandemic and a whole host of other resources like books and podcasts that she's found useful. We hope you find this a fruitful conversation in your journey of following Jesus and becoming more like him. Awesome. Well, Elisa, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today. Of course. Um, yeah, as you know, uh, we are, as a church, on a journey of trying to not just talk about the big picture of what it means to follow Jesus, but to get into the weeds mm -hmm. and to learn how to be followers of Jesus. And as I've told you many times before, I respect you. <laughs> um, you are the children's pastor at our church. Mm -hmm. Um, but you're also you're also a mom, mm -hmm. and you're somebody who lo who loves Jesus. Mm -hmm. And sometimes those things can be difficult to do at the same time. Um, <laughs> yes. maybe, but anyway, that that's actually maybe a good place to jump in. Is um, here we are, 2020. Mm -hmm. We're in the midst of a global pandemic. What has it been like to follow Jesus as a mom right now? Oh wow, that is a great question. Do you know what? It's been a gift, to be honest. It's mm. been a real gift. Um, I was reflecting on that the other night. They were sleeping and I was in their room. And I was just overwhelmed by my love for them, truly. And I was just like, wow, this is such a gift to have their joy and to have their their play and um, their questions and just their spirits. I, I, mm. They have been such a gift because they're not overwhelmed by the global pandemic. They, they're, their innocence and, um, and, and truly their joy through this has been such a gift as I, as I think about how uh, my heavenly father or is walking me through this. I think I'm watching myself walk the kids through this and obviously I'm not innocent mm. and I don't have, you know, I have, you know, I have more knowledge about what's going on than my kids do, but there's a connection there that has been an incredible lifeline for me during this time, to be mm. honest. Yeah. Have, have there been any specific um, practices that maybe you started during the, during the pandemic or, or maybe it was something that you've always done, but has taken on a special, uh, maybe a special weight or special resonance as, as all this has been happening? Yes, I would say the search for Sabbath and rest has taken on a lot of forms during this time. Um, because there's a, you know, there's a lot of it where we just, just can't do all the things that we normally do. And I'm, I am, uh, I am very good at busy. I, I like busy. Busy uh, creates a sort of a hedge of protection for me in a lot of ways. <laughs> and, yeah. and, um, and, so, and so kind of stripping down uh, busy has revealed something about my, my, my patterns of Sabbath and my patterns of rest, which are very uh, poor, <laughs> to be mm. honest, um, or have been very, let me say this, have been very poor in the past. And, and so sure. the first, in the beginning of the, the pandemic, uh, like March through 
June, it was a struggle because we were just not used to the dynamics of life uh, in this way. Right. Of course, I mean, right. nobody was, right? Um, but but it's shown, it's, it's brought to light the need for Sabbath and, hmm. and kind of helped me uh, identify what keeps me from it. Um, wow. Yeah. So, so I, yeah. can I just jump in and ask your follow up there? Mm-hmm. Because I, uh, like I said, like I think where this conversation is most useful is somebody who's, who's barely keeping their head above water mm-hmm. and is like, I want to follow Jesus, but I, I honestly don't know the recipe. I don't know how. Mm-hmm. And so, talk to me like both about what are the biggest barriers that you've encountered to Sabbath, and then, and then hit me with like, how do you do Sabbath? What are the things that you practically do maybe with your phone or don't do with your phone? Or like, what are the actual things that you are physically uh, doing for this? Mm-hmm. I think the, the first thing I would say, and the, and really the first uh, big um, breakthrough for me in following Jesus kind of in recent years has been getting to know my my story and my history and the way it affects me now. Mm. So I've, you know, I've jumped into counseling. I've, I've gone on a, on a pretty deep road of understanding sort of the way my brain works and the way my, my past and my story interacts with my brain and therefore interacts with my practices of following Jesus. It's all one big mm. stew for me. So in that, in my story and in my, um, and just sort of in the defenses that I've kind of uh, created for myself over the years through through life and wounds and all of those things, uh, again, busyness becomes a shield about me. And so stripping away and in the quiet and in the simplicity of, of what Sabbath is created to be, it becomes really uncomfortable for me. Um, wow. it, it's much easier to just keep washing dishes or reorganize another closet or plan another thing for church or you know, the list ors go on and on. Um, right, right. And so, so how do you do it? Uh, (laughs) right, exactly. So, so honestly it took going away and removing, uh, it was a gift to be able to go away for a little bit this summer and be in a very simple place. Um, and kind of stubbornly the two, my, uh, Armstead and I, uh, stubbornly really did nothing. Um, yeah. Not even like I'm talking not even read the Bible, don't read any books, did nothing that was good or productive. And what it allowed me to do, because yeah, let me just finish that thought before I jump in. What it allowed me to do is yeah. sort of petulantly in a way go, I'm gonna do nothing except try to sit with you, Lord. Jesus. Mm, yeah. And I had to get a little petulant because that's just very much my nature. Not everyone maybe needs to get petulant, but I had to get a little petulant. Like, I, I'm not going to do anything, Lord. All right. And I just kept being overwhelmed <laughs> with this sense of like, yeah, yeah, no, good. That's the, that's the first step. Do nothing. Just do nothing. Um, and it took, and I think one key for me too is um, my counselor, Sarah, said, Hey, remember when you go to rest, when you go to, to stop, it's going to take a couple of days for your nervous system to learn what it feels like to, to be okay with, with, with stopping. Sure. 
And so I think that's sure. something I never pushed through. I don't think it n always will take days, but like the first few times that you really like press into rest, your nervous system, if you're a busy person, if you live in the city, if you're always moving, it, your nervous system's like, wait, 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 I'm not okay with, with this stopping thing. I'm so glad you said that because I think we just don't say that enough. The, the idea that even if you're doing the right thing, it doesn't feel right for a little while. Mm -hmm. And that's true with Sabbath. That's true with prayer. That's true with fasting. That mm -hmm. is true with almost every spiritual practice you could want to take on. Mm -hmm. it, it can often start by just being an adjustment. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm so glad you said that. Yeah. And to, to just sort of rest into it and to be curious about that, those feelings, um, of discomfort. Like, is it bringing up shame? Well, shame's not from the Lord. So then just kind of like being curious with what comes up and allowing those things to kind of, um, fall away, the things that need to fall away to fall away. And so it was a process in learning how to not do and just be encountered with the love of Jesus by not doing. So maybe on that Sabbath idea, I'm curious when do you guys do Sabbath or when, when is like the ideal for you to do Sabbath? I'm sure every week is a little different. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe what are some of the things that you do or don't do or would or wouldn't do on Sabbath? And again, everyone's going to be a little different, but totally. what are, what are some of the things that you found helpful? Yep. And to be, yes, totally honest, we're still stumbling into this, <laughs> but um, you know, something that we started during uh, this, this whole Corona time is family Friday movie nights. Um, and it's, Ooh. I know it's really fun. The kids have now marked the week by it. They look forward to it. We make popcorn, we have pizza and it becomes sort of like a little family party. And, and so Armstead always end, aims to end his work week, uh, by 5 PM on Friday. Um, I'm normally home with the kids on Friday. Anyway, we sort of kick off uh, family time or family Sabbath by doing a fun family movie night. And it's, it's become really something we look forward to. And it kind of, yeah, kind of kicks it off. Um, our version mm. of Shabbat, if you will. <laughs> um, I like that. Uh, yeah. I like that. The idea, the idea of Sabbath can, can maybe on its face sound a little dour. So I just love that. It's like, no, it's actually a party. Yeah, it is. Movie party. It's totally fun. That's... And it's, it's a way for us to take in stories together. It's just the whole thing. So so we sort of do that. Um, we kick it off with Family Friday movie night. And then uh, Saturday is sort of our family day. So um, we're, we're, again, stumbling through it. But we just try to do a lot of family stuff and no work. Um, so, you know, that could be just be at home. Or sometimes we do go to the park and see friends. Um, um, we've been trying to do a little bit of um, where Armstead gets a little time by himself and I get a little time by myself. Um, to have that sort of like mental Sabbath as well. Um, cause you know, parents don't, you know, it's just different. Um, so we kind of <laughs> yeah. do a little bit of that. It's not ever perfect every week, but, but it's really kind of taking all of Saturday to try to protect it from, from work or any sort of expectations on our time, um, uh, outside of our sort of desires or family, you know, family things. So so it really is trying to press into like, hey, God's still got the, the whole world in his hands and we're just going to yeah. be, be here together. And it, it often comes down to lots of play together. We're trying, you know, pressing into mm. play. Um, 
um, and and doing what feels, you know, delight delightful and allowing sure. us to to delight in each other and then therefore like experience God's delight. So that's it's amazing. kind of us. Yeah. So good. Mm-hmm. So good. Um, well, as we work towards uh, just ending our conversation here, I'm, I would love to hear of any other resources or things that you have found useful um, in following Jesus lately. Books could be a podcast, could be a song, anything that you would lo- want to share with our church. Mm, yes, uh, I would love that. I have been, I'm a very, I'm very fond of podcasts because they're, yes. they're generally very short and I can kind of knock one out and learn something. Uh, I tend to start books and not finish them. Um, but I do, <laughs> I have, there's a few podcasts that have kind of come together for me to really bring some understanding and some um, healing and kind of work together in my discipleship process. And, um, and so anyway, I am, I super love Tim, Dr. Tim Mackey's teaching. He's one of the co-founders okay. of the Bible Project, um, mm-hmm. which also I really highly enjoy. Um, but he has and a- And can I just ask? Yes. Do you, do you find, do you find um, again, to be as practical as possible, when do you listen to these podcasts? Like, mm. do you set aside like like a time where you're like on a cushion in the clouds, or are you like doing dishes? Like, how do you how do you engage with 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 the with the podcasts? Ooh, good question. I'm often walking from one place to another. <laughs> that's great. That's, yes. that's how I do it. I'm just curious how you did it. Yes, I'm often uh, walking. I often start uh, my day that way, and for me, it's often like the walk to work, and then I sort of try to sit for the end of it at work. Um, um, but it's often kind of walking on the really, like on my really fun days, I will actually uh, try to go find somewhere to drink a coffee and sit. Uh, and I do nice. find that I absorb those better, but most of the time I'm, I'm in motion. But um, nice. yes, they're, they're, they're generally when I get a, a little break from the house and I'm going from one place to another. Um, okay. Yeah. So and are there I, other podcasts? Yes, but that, so Sorry. it is the Bible Project, but Tim Mackey has his own podcast called Exploring My Strange Bible. And oh, cool. it's just a collection of his sermons when he was a pastor before he kind of went full time into the Bible Project. Anyway, I really love his teaching. And he did uh, a, a really long walkthrough of Matthew in, in, in this Exploring My Strange Bible. And it, it has a collection of just him walking through the gospel of Matthew. And I will tell you that his like, uh, just the way he tells the story of Matthew through these sermons has really given me such a, a, a just an interesting and beautiful understanding of the personhood of Jesus. So I just can't mm. say enough about how for me, it's been just a, an explosion uh, in my life. I love that. A good explosion, like a really, really positive, wonderful, bright one. Like yeah. Fireworks. Um, <laughs> I would hope so. Yes, yes. Um, and then coupled with that has been, um, uh, I, I've, I've enjoyed, um, and now I haven't listened to it in, for a while, so I can't speak to some of the newer ones, but um, Adam Young's pod, podcast, The Place We Find Ourselves, um, is, okay. is a, it taking, it really, he does a lot of story work, like looking at your past and looking at your story and how mm-hmm. it affects you. And he is a, um, he is also a believer and he has his, um, masters of divinity along with his social work degree. And, and so he really marries the two of like social emotional health and 
um, spiritual health. And his and his podcast really helped me. I would encourage you to start from the beginning if you're going to go listen to him because he kind of gives a lot of good framework. But th- again, those two together, like listening to, through Matthew and the description of the kingdom in Matthew and then thinking about our own mind and, and story and history and coming together. I don't know. It was just like a so a, good a world of, of wonderful um, for me. Um, I, I enjoy podcasts like, um, Brene Brown's, Brene Brown's Unlocking Us, not a, not a, um, like a, a Bible podcast, so to speak, but just lots of really relevant, um, really relevant tools in, um, just encountering the world as we hmm. live at, like we live as believers in the world and being vulnerable. And I just really like her kind of take on that, um, and being good citizens, I guess I should say, um. Um, but the two books in recent history that have been, um, I've actually started and finished, number one. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good sign. Were, yeah. Yes. And they're just sort of like right book, right time for me. Um, and uh-huh. again, just kind of uh, Holy Spirit used them in major ways was God Has a Name by John Mark Comer. In my mm, life, so I've had good. to do a lot of relearning God. Um, and I think a lot of us do if we were raised in the church and, um, and this book just does it for me. Like just, just helps you frame who God says he is, um, in his character. And it's just awesome. I think he has a great way. So anyway, God has a name by John Mark Comer. And then literally Uh last night I've turned the last page on this book. So I'm very excited about it. Um, That's awesome. But it's called Miracles and Other Reasonable Things by Sarah Bessie. And it was just okay. a beautiful articulation of life in the spirit. And mm, um, yeah, yes, how sometimes it's exactly what we want and what we expect. And sometimes it's not. And how to navigate that. Um, and it's just a gorgeous sort of tale, a story of her life um, as a human person living with the Holy Spirit and Jesus um, and um, and her life with the Lord. So uh, I couldn't couldn't recommend it more. It's been just a absolute, just like cool drink of water to my soul lately. Um, um, and then, uh, yeah. And I actually, just one last thing, I will say um, being able to join in the services at home and just like absorb them with my family and my husband and with you guys when we're all digitally watching together. Yeah. Has been so life-giving in this season. I oh. I don't want to at all say that it, I, I miss so much being at church together. I cannot wait. And it has absolutely yes. been difficult. But just like, a, a positive thing for me. I'm usually very busy on Sunday mornings, which I love, but sure. this sort of yeah. time I get to just sit and listen to the sermons. I just feel really united with, um, just like this, like we're all together listening to this thing. I don't know. For me, it's been a life giving, amazing thing. Um, but I do miss going it, to church. It kind of, of it kind of harkens back to like the 1920s when people sat around their radios. Yeah. And just kind of listened all together. <laughs> it has an old timey. Somehow, while the while the technology has advanced a lot, it kind of feels similar. It does. Um, well, uh, Elisa, thank you so much for your time and your wisdom and your uh, really what you're telling us is, is just gems from your relationship with, <laughs> with Jesus. And that's ultimately what um, I think our church needs and what we learn so well from is hearing... Uh, what people who love Jesus do, what do they tangibly, practically do. So thank you for sharing with us. And um, 
yeah, really appreciate all that you do for our church. Oh, thank you. It's my joy. I love this and I love our church and I'm so grateful for this. Thank you. Awesome church until next time. Yes. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. If you have any questions, check out our website at tgcparkslope.com or email us at care at trinitygracechurch.com.